Welcome to Bevington Banter, the show where we can sound like we're arguing even when we all agree. I'm Cassidy, and together with my brother Cade and dad Randy, each week we discuss a selection of news stories, topics surrounding the culture, and matters of freedom and faith. Thanks for listening. Follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Share it, and if you like what you hear, rate it five stars on Apple and Spotify. Let's talk about nuclear war. We can go down that, not so much the nuclear war, but Russia, Ukraine. I had a thought about this, and I'd asked Cade this question a while back. What was Russia doing so evil in the world before all of this started? And the answer is nothing. Russia wasn't really a wasn't really much of a player on the world stage anymore. They had just settled into kind of a third rate uh, nation, just trying to get by. Um, they were not doing anything. Everything that Mi- were being minor minor cyber crimes at best. Right. They they took the lie of the Trump Russia collusion and have used it to say. This is the evil that and danger that they pose to the world when hmm. when that's that's all that there is. And we have to stop them because they're undermining, uh, you know, democracy and our constitutional government and free elections. And because and, and, they're now using the same trick that they used on Trump, they're using it now against Elon Musk. They're, they're calling him a Russian stooge. This is the this is the evil that Russia is, which is all fake. Russia was really nothing of major consequence yeah. on the on the world stage before all of this Russia Ukraine stuff started. Well, we've talked about how they're more of a manufactured boogeyman in the past. When in reality, China is actually more of right. one, and we just ignore it. But here's the other thought I had going along with that: this thing with. Um, Musk has pointed out they it's such a binary Ukraine Russia is such a binary Musk is not allowed to say that he has concerns about what's going on with Ukraine without automatically meaning he is a 100% supporter of Russia it's a binary you can't say something positive about one without meaning you're 100% opposed to the other side but yet we can have the same group of people say there is no binary when it comes to biological sex. Yeah, they also don't like, I mean, they don't like binary choices in elections either. They're the same people that will complain about, which it has its downsides, but they'll say, you know, it's not, it's, it's, a, you know, it's a binary choice or, uh, you know, my gender is not a binary choice. And then all of a sudden you say, man, I, I'm a little suspicious of, the way Ukraine is handling, you know, all the money. Ah, you love Russia, Putin yeah. lover. Yeah, it's communist. Both can be true at the same time. Yeah. Putin is not, you know, a great guy, but there's a lot of dirty money laundering and all kinds of other stuff going on in Ukraine. They can both be true at the same time, but they, even the most intellectually challenged person, an unsophisticated world observer, can understand that both of those can be true at the same time, but yet. The left cannot allow that. It's an absolute carved in granite binary. And, and yet, yeah, in this situation, time, it's not when it comes to gender. That's it's just it just gives up the game. In this situation, Russia's not the good guy. Ukraine's not the good guy. And the United States isn't the good guy. I don't see a good guy. There's no good guys. There's no good guy. No, no. Humans uh, that's, that's by nature point. are not good. <laughs> I Is this even a topic of like the average person's life though anymore like i know i i care about it in the sense that i care that we're still pumping money into 
Ukraine and all of this. But I think that people like the whole, you know, right off the bat, everybody was like, Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. Um, but I feel like for the average person, it's definitely like their their attention has gone away from Ukraine because they care more about the fact that that they're like they're struggling to get by. Yeah, it's, it's not. I mean, I, I don't want to be um, I don't want the world to be incinerated with nuclear war. And I yeah. don't want us to continue to send tens of billions of dollars on almost a weekly basis to Ukraine. I was thinking back because now we have this big issue with uh, Biden and doing his quid pro quo with Saudi Arabia, which is what they impeached Trump for with Ukraine, supposedly. Um, but Biden at that time, it came out when everybody said, here's this video of Joe Biden saying, you know, um, we had this six billion dollar loan to or to Ukraine. And if you don't fire the prosecutor that's looking into my son, you're not getting the six billion dollars. And it was this huge amount of money that we're going to be giving Ukraine. It's going to make such a difference in their whole nation that they turned around and they they almost on the spot fired the investigator so they could get their six billion dollars. We're shipping over now tens of billions of dollars on a weekly basis and not even batting an eye about it. That's what I care about when it comes to Russia and Ukraine. We have no money. There is no money. And we're just still sending billions and billions of dollars over to this place because of corrupt politicians and oligarchs and bureaucrats. And As confusing as like national debt and stuff like that is for people um, to, to understand, it's going to get it's so much worse now. And the reason is because the people who actually are attempting to explain it at this point are like, yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> it's not real. It's none of that. None time. of it's real. So, so there is even no like real the, money in the yeah, world anymore. No, no. It's so just, even like the people who really we're in understand a worldwide it, shell game. Yeah, and you're like, well, explain how you know the global financial and all these nations' debt works, and some like super educated PhD in economics is like, I don't even know. <laughs> So what, what does that say to you? What, I mean, what can you glean from this fact that there's, the left has a, an absolute binary on Russia, Ukraine, but not a binary on boys and girls? Well, we know that the narrative on any subject is just whatever they want it to be. There's no, they just decide one thing or another, right? Like it's all, yeah, control. Participatory fascism, if you will. Yeah, what so you want to explain that? Well, I I don't remember where I heard this first, but I was, you know, something I was listening to and I heard the term used participatory fascism and I was fascinated by it, so I looked it up. It was originated it seems to be originated by Robert Higgs, who was a retired senior fellow in political economy uh, and the founding editor of the Independent Institute's quarterly journal, The Independent Review. I feel like you may have heard of the independent review before but it's basically this idea that our like every governmental system besides like the fact that there are true fascisms and like socialists like you know take out north korea but like every other type of system whether it be you know we call a democratic republic or a parliamentary system like all these you know pseudo like we think democratic systems are really not they're really participatory fascism a form of that so he 
actually it does say that he borrowed this term from someone else but um he kind of expounded expanded on it he says it's a descriptively precise term and that it recognizes the fascist wow fascistic organization of resource ownership and control in our system despite the preservation of nominal private ownership and the variety of ways in which the state employs political ceremonies proceedings and engagements most important voting in which the general public participates such participation engenders the sense that somehow the people control the government even though this sense of control is for the most part an illusion rather than a perception well-founded in reality. It's important because it causes people to accept government regulations, taxes, and other insults against which they might rebel if they believed that such impositions had simply been forced on them by dictators or other leaders wholly beyond our influence. So this idea that we've always been in this system where we only have a false sense of control, but it seems like now we're moving more like eventually it it moves more and more towards i would say like a it's more obvious now but we've always just been under the illusion that we were in control well i will say in our lifetime we've always been under that illusion and yeah, we've been under that illusion for a long, long time fa- it's from the wasn't founding true, of the right early on actually, in the founding i think yeah. he claims at some point that all things all systems um move towards this oh yeah yeah, yeah. that's human nature that's been stated far before this guy was even born that you know that understanding was had by many yeah a way of another way of stating it is that everything becomes um institutionalized bureaucratized over time that's just a natural progression of things i one of the points i this is something it seems relevant that um he gives like a couple advantage of the system um for you know the government why they as opposed to socialism, which just makes people mad. So, like, why these things work and keep the keep the citizens um, kind of placated. So, participatory fascism's second great advantage over socialism is that when serious economic problems do arise, as they have during the past five years, this is at the time of writing, which is a few years ago, the rulers and their key supporters in the private sector can blame residual elements of the market system and especially the richest people who operate in that system for the perceived ills. Um, No matter how much the problems arise from government intervention, it's always possible to lay the blame on actors and institutions in the remaining quote-unquote free enterprises, especially the biggest bankers and other apparent top dogs. Thus, fascistic rulers have a built-in protection against popular reaction that the rulers in the socialism system lacked. So they can always blame... Anything, when everything goes wrong, they can just blame the capitalist and blame the right, which we see. Right. The only way to try to reduce this as much as possible is going back to having everything done at the most local level possible. That's the only way to kind of minimize what what you're describing, because this is going to happen in a large, complex society. So yeah, the the amount of power that the federal government had originally was tiny. They pretty much reserved it to protecting the rights that they believed were given to you by God. So well, the only reason, so so uh, because they were the biggest, uh, you know, the the largest, most widespread form of government, they wanted to give themselves the least amount of like you know actual control. So they 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 kept it to the absolute, you know. Well, it's the why we fundamental have a, rights. Right. It's why we have a federalist system. 
for things to be done at the state level and the lowest and then the state within that to do it even at a lower level because you're right they didn't want a big federal government the federal government if we still operated as the constitution as our guideline as our blueprint then about 90% of what the government is involved in they would not be involved in they they are here to uh, basically to defend us nationally i mean and protect our individual and in, in, um, federalist rights. I mean, that's they really don't have much more constitutionally mandated to them than that. They do have the ability to tax when needed, but um, that was never intended to put into a permanent, you know, put in place a permanent income tax. But there's just a few basic things that the that the Constitution uh, empowers the federal government to do. The idea of even the the I don't know. 99% of the federal laws that we have on the books, um, that was not ever meant to happen. Right, right. That's why I, I've said I would love to run for Congress sometime, and about 95% or 99% of the questions that I'm asked about, I, I would want to run for this purpose only so I could answer them by saying I have no comment because that's not a constitutionally mandated role of the federal government. I could just repeat that over and over and over and over again. Unless they ask you a question about a federal law that already exists and you say, I don't think that really falls under the Constitution. If anything, that should be gotten rid of. Yeah. I mean, basically, this is the same answer. Yeah. Well, doing away with a with an existing law. But you're making you're making the point that it's not yeah, the federal it, government's it, role it, yeah. to be involved in it. Yeah. The vast majority of, you know. Oh well, that's a violation of federal law. So what? So so what plays into well, this that is goes back to my sub one of my very first substacks on decentralization, and I laid out the powers of Congress and the executive branch as stated in the Constitution, and they are very very few. Right. Yeah, there should not be. If you went through and you looked, okay, well that you know that that definitely falls under the Constitution. You know that falls under the Constitution. That's protecting a specific constitutional right. But you could go through and just like cross them out. You know that shouldn't exist. That shouldn't exist. That shouldn't exist. If a stop, if a, if a state wants to adopt that, feel free. But that shouldn't exist. That shouldn't exist. We also saw this week that Tulsi Gabbard says she's leaving the Democrat Party, which ties into what we were talking about with. Um, potential of nuclear war, which she's obviously always been very strong speaking out against in our armed involvements, but also it ties into what we're talking about right now is that she says that the basically the ruling class uh, in this country have just become a bunch of woke, fascistic, um, you know, elites that's wanting to control everything for the benefit of these few powerful elite people. I, I swear, I think sometimes those people actually, though, wake up in the morning and they realize, like, the position that they're in and they go, oh, my gosh, how did I get here? <laughs> I am in so far over my head. How do I get out of this? I know. Double down. Double down on everything. Because <laughs> like, they have to they have to at some point, like, wake up and go, is today the day where every evil thing I've ever done comes back to bite me? Every day. No wonder you have to push back against the other side. Because even if they're not out to get you, they should be. Well, when you've done, it's one thing if you make a little minor mistake and you go, oh, I'm sorry. I, I really, I blew that one. But when you've been 
really destructive to the nation and to people's lives and at times even costing people's lives. That's not something you can easily admit to. I mean, because no, it's and that's been, why they double down. They're right. like, if I just keep, if I just keep lying, and I just keep pushing them toward this, and because right now they're eating it up. So if well, I just keep pushing them that direction until the day I die, I don't care if they figure it out the day after I'm dead. I'm just going to keep them from coming after me. Well, that's got to be what it is at this point. They're pushing us. They 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 push an alternate reality so that what they've done that's so evil isn't evil it's an alternate reality they must just be paranoid too wouldn't you just be like an absolute anxious wreck all the time if like deep down on the inside you knew that you had messed up but basically just you're doubling down every day has made it worse and worse and worse wouldn't you just or, or eventually do you believe it yourself I think you I think you understand the system and you know how to operate within it and therefore protect yourself. And you do know you think they ever that unless that the what masses ever really do organize to show up at your gate with the pitch, pitchforks and they won't, you'll be okay. But do you because think you're that they in control, ever you have power. convince themselves that what they're saying is true or do you think that they yeah, some always probably know. become that deluded? Because I just I would just be. I mean, no wonder these people are like drunk all the time and like taking pills and stuff because I, you just got to be like an absolute oh, anxious wreck. Person. Yeah. Um, we have a lot more stories yes. of evidence of this system that we really live in that we only have false sense of control. So, where which we want to go next to the other to the organizations that tell you what to do with their apparently completely baseless uh their baseless statements that the pfizer vaccine um does anything to stop transmission at all but still even with no evidence they're like oh take it take it take it you have to get it you have to get it to protect others yeah you have to get it to protect others which is the number one lie because uh because they admitted that they never tested transmission before putting it out on the market to see if it if it actually slowed transmission in the slightest not a single test but let's explain this let's explain how we know this i can play it let's play it this is um this is an eu lawmaker questioning a pfizer executive um at the eu i don't know what do they call them eu sessions they're a a european union parliament and he's Yeah, yeah the eu parliament which is don't even get me started on that, but here we go. Was the Pfizer COVID vaccine tested on stopping the transmission of the virus before it entered the market? If not, please say it clearly. If yes, are you willing to share the data with this committee? And I really want a straight answer, yes or no, and I'm looking forward to it. Thank you very much. Um, regarding the question around, um, did we know about stopping humanisation before um, it entered the market? No. Uh, these, um, you know, we had to really move at the speed of science to really understand what is taking place in the market. This is scandalous. Millions of people worldwide felt forced to get vaccinated because of the myth that you do it for others. Now this turned out to be a cheap lie. This should be exposed. Whoa. This is why you have to change reality. 
because this is reality and you can't have this move forward because you lose all well, control if yeah. you if no, this, it, it if does this game it moves ground. forward at the speed of science you know everybody what? everybody grasp onto that idea of the speed of science uh as being a really the most bothersome part of that i it is really bothersome but the the, the state of because of the market the markets or whatever however she phrased it is equally as troubling because she's saying this was purely a business decision. Everybody is racing to get these this mRNA vaccine out there because it's going to make us billions of dollars. And we understand how the market is moving in this. And we got to screw the testing. We've got to get it out there because of the way the markets move. Well, remember, wasn't it the Project Veritas undercover, the same guy that said the, uh, you know, shoot people with blow darts thing? He's the same guy that said, basically, they teach us about the bottom line. Right. And that's when we said, well, what bottom line? You you shouldn't have a bottom line. You're a governmental or, you know, regulatory right. uh, agency. So, so what is the speed of what is the speed of science? Can anybody tell me that? Uh, I would think it would be testing and developing. Yeah, things. isn't science called <laughs> testing evidence, and doing studies, da- gathering and, data? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the dumbest comment, and it, it belies. That's why she, what she's really saying is the markets drove this. We had to get yeah, it out the as fast were as moving. possible because yeah. everybody is racing to get to get this vaccine out there because they're going to make billions of dollars. Well, the markets are moving faster than the speed of science because, it, I mean, when you think the, about it, the speed of science should be pretty stinking slow. They didn't move at the speed of science. They moved at the speed of the uh, the Great Reset's need to control another aspect of our uh, opportunity to control us even more. Well, this is a great illustration, like Cade was talking about earlier, why these people have to be a little bit nervous and they have to work to change reality and keep doubling and tripling down because if enough people get a hold of this information and push back they're they're done for but this also leads me to why i made this statement i put on here that donald trump cannot be the 2024 republican nominee for president he can't because he Donald Trump was put in a tragic position as being president when COVID hit. And what I mean by tragic, the word tragedy doesn't mean something bad happened. It means that there was no alternative. There's something happened and no matter what you did, it was going to have a bad, harmful, negative outcome. And there's nothing you can do about it. That's what a tragedy is. That's the position that Trump was put in when COVID started. Because if he'd have followed the what we know should have happened, you know, be careful, wash your hands, you know, take care of yourself, go on about your business, don't shut the world down, all that. He would have been absolutely brutalized for the numbers of deaths that were taking place. And he could not have... The only way he could have survived that if it had happened at the be- very beginning of his presidency and the COVID ran its course in two years and then things got back to normal for a year or two before the election, then maybe he could have survived it. But at the point in the election or in the cycle that it hit, there's no way he could survive that. He had to do what he did, which also has now led us to this place to where we have this bad vaccine that has cost people their lives and many other injuries. And he... We have to be able to go back now and hold Big Pharma, the CDC, the FDA. We must make these people answerable for this. And we can't do that with Donald Trump, who was at the tip of the spear and seeing that this mRNA vaccine was developed if he's the president. He won't allow it. It was his thing. Yes. 
I wish he would have, again, we've said it before, the problem that Trump had when doing this whole vaccine thing, it wasn't cutting the red tape. It wasn't allowing them to move a little bit more quickly through restrictions. It was giving them immunity. Bottom line, it was giving them immunity because then at that point, they don't care. Um, at least if you would have let them be susceptible to lawsuits, yeah, let them be liable if they were to injure people, yeah, if they if they were to then then they wouldn't have put something out that was going to immediately kill people. The his his only problem was the immunity. But you're, but yeah, you're right. He feels relate. I mean, he still to this day won't he defends it. He defends the yeah, vaccine. He still defends it. He he doesn't defend the the vaccine mandates. But he still thinks that people should get it. And he would still tell you, oh, we did a great thing. We, right. you know, we right. moved and this along. Didn't. We got the vaccine out there. Well, we saved all these people. He's incapable you should of admitting he made a mistake. Right, yes. exactly. That's he's why he can't be the president. Yeah. Because we, we have to, as the American people, we and, and our hopefully elected uh, representatives have to be able to go back and hold these people accountable. And you can't do that with him in the White House. This is an interesting thought you added on here as well. A question you posed. Is it purpose- purposeful, like the, the population this seems to impact, that co- the COVID vaccine seems most dangerous to young, healthy males, as well as causing problems to women's reproductive abilities? Yes. Population that tells reduction? Me, that tells me Hey, that makes me wonder, was doing, Bill Gates to... involved in this? He sure loves it. Yes. Yeah, Everything that he, these people are doing is trying to kill as many of us as possible. And then this mRNA vaccine comes out and it most de- detrimentally affects young, healthy males and women, you know, in their reproduction. And Bill Gates has alluded to this idea in the past of using vaccines to um, affect the reproductive abilities of Bill Gates was involved control. with everything COVID related from the beginning. Bill Gates was at that seminar where they simulated the response to this specific type of coronavirus. Yeah, that was like in 2017 just, or something, yeah, wasn't it? To to bat the even the simulation was a coronavirus spread by a bat. And they they got to, he was a part of that. So uh yeah. I think that Bill Gates was maybe involved. And I think that, yeah, you're right. Um, I mean, this is a man whose charities to vaccine, you know, medical charities, like in countries in Africa, was told, don't come back. You're intentional. He's been accused of intentionally sterilizing women with vaccines in countries. And those countries, even those like third world government countries have told him, don't come back. You're not welcome here. And... Despite the fact that we know all of this, we have all of this information now, and look around, who's getting sick? Uh, and I mean, I'm sure there are still people suffering greatly from COVID, but the numbers, like, compare it to some other virus, right? Despite all this that we now know, they are still, still pushing this thing, so much so that um, that Pfizer just released a comic book part in partnership with Marvel that is so blatant it's crazy it like it takes place in this waiting room and these people are all in masks and they're they're the news thing comes on something about ultron and the avengers are going to stop them and this grandpa starts talking about it and saying let me tell you about how ultron's like they defeated him but then he got changed he came back stronger and we had to get you know we had to be protected again and all this and 
so also pushing boosters. It's ridiculous. And there's like Pfizer ads. Is it an actual Marvel comic book? Yes. Yes. Shut it is up. An Avengers Marvel uh, comic book. I'm looking at just that's what you heard a second ago was an oh, ad for the YouTube started, video. Oh. I just opened it up and I'm you can looking just look at, at screenshots of the Brett Cooper. Yeah. Well, uh, she, but she puts up actual images of the book. It the is crazy book. that they're still promoting vaccines and just and pushing it. But here's the here's the the science on on, on viruses. Had we done nothing other than what we do during cold and flu season, we would be farther ahead than what we are now in, in dealing with coronavirus. It would have run its course and been farther down the road than what we're currently at. We prolonged it by the way that we handled it. That's the way viruses work. And I don't have to be a scientist to know that. And folks, I, it is amazing. I'm starting to hear some people say this, and we've said it. We've been right about everything yeah, and that's amazing because I don't know that much. But at the same time, we have I don't know if I've ever been wrong on this. I think they had me maybe for like two weeks. For like two weeks, I was like, Oh, this isn't good, right? This is bad. I, it was, and then it I, was interesting it to hear um Ben Shapiro start to slightly re twist recast his early opinions of the vaccines the other day on his show now that all this information is coming out he i think he embellished a little bit to make himself a little look a little bit better because he was a big supporter of the vaccines yeah, but then there's people like dan bongino who say it was like the worst mistake oh, he'd ever made in his whole so life regrets, he shouldn't yeah. have rushed into it it's one of his biggest regrets ever he should have waited to see he should have known better um at least he admits it. And, and and even and even at the very beginning, he wasn't a big proponent of everyone getting it. He only thought that you should get it if you were in uh, certain circumstances. Well, he didn't think and, you should be forced to get it. Yeah, well, that for sure. Right. But, yeah. I mean, I mean, Shapiro didn't think you should be forced to get it. Yeah, but you're right about Bongino. I have Bongino. I have grace for Bongino because of two reasons. One, the guy had just been come, come off of cancer. And he's, 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 um, repentant about the decision he feels bad about the decision and he admits it yeah all right let's keep rolling how's this for fascism january 6 it's in the media again now they're going to subpoena trump uh meanwhile the uh the people who are imprisoned for being participants there at it event on january 6 wrote a seven page letter detailing their conditions and asking to be transferred to guantanamo bay because the terrorists had better conditions i don't know how much of this is like proven documented whatever but well i've i've they you can see the seven page handwritten letter online on yellow yes. notepad well so yes i'm gonna link it that doesn't mean that yeah that's true saying is 100%, that's true yeah it, it, I would say this. It's consistent I'm, with things we've heard be, in the past. Yes, but also that doesn't, regardless of what the conditions are, those people shouldn't be in yeah, prison they for shouldn't this be, long without They shouldn't a be in trial, a cushy without, prison. Yeah. Some of these people literally have misdemeanor charges prison. against them. The, yeah, they're, they're, sitting there the FBI is showing up in people's houses. With, yeah, with, with, they're they, showing up in houses where people have misdemeanor charges. They shouldn't be in prison with like a couch and TVs and brought room service. They shouldn't be in jail at all. Meanwhile, there's no bail for, <laughs> yeah, for murderers. Murderers. You saw the Second guy that murder in Illinois. You saw the and guy a couple weeks ago that had, that took the axe 
to the McDonald's. Did you yeah, see that in New York. Yeah, yeah, in New York. So he got arrested and was immediately released. And he went out and he just got arrested again. And um, he was immediately released. I mean, good grief. Even Kathy Hochul said, you know, when asked about it, she's like, uh, that axe guy is out already? Why? <laughs> and she's a psycho. But if you have the wrong idea, well, then... We're gonna lock you up for over a year and a half before we give you a trial. And that, yeah. yeah, that that's where protest should be held is outside that DC jail. Yeah, I was gonna say if there's ever been an old timey old western jailbreak, that it needs to happen at the DC jail. <laughs> like hook a big tractor yeah, up to the bars up. on the windows and. Yeah, mom, mom probably mom had a wants a marcher. Idea yeah, they just like Jericho and march around it and pray. Oh. Bring our trumpets. Okay, yeah. I'm in. Yeah, I know. I don't well, know however, if we get close get, enough to I didn't this. get like a, I didn't get like a thus saith the Lord though on it, so I'm not sure. They'll no. be confidence. They'll be sending no, if, if God tells you, <laughs> if God tells you, in a way that you know those walls are going to fall it's down. Ridiculous. Oh. Then I'm in. I I think that he's going to do some. He's going to switch it up, like not make it exactly the same as Jericho, but like it'll the be something just that. Open? It'll be something that you're going to be like, that doesn't make any sense at all. And that's how you know, it was let's God. go for it. <laughs> I have a question. What okay. what happened to monkeypox? Where'd it go? I haven't heard anything about it in three weeks. I can't answer that. Yeah, I, I hadn't even thought map. of that. I have not even thought of that until you just asked. Isn't that weird how this stuff like that works? It's no longer convenient. So... Did you guys hmm. see now where Selective Service sent out a tweet that said, um, if you are born a biological male, but you're yes. now a transgender woman, you still have to yes. register for the draft. But if you're born biological female, and you're a transgender man, you don't have to register. Bigots. What? So. How could they? How dare they? So you're denying, if you're a, if you're a transgender woman, you're denying, you're de- denying my gender. You're saying I'm still a man and I have to register. Something I just realized now that you're talking about this, I think I've aged out of selective service. Well, probably, probably. I but think I am old enough. I'm old. I have olded out you know, of selective service. When this? Oh, yay! Cleveland just tied up the series with New York. All right. <laughs> when, when this tweet you mean came the out, Cleveland, and when, crack, Cleveland crackers. That's why I call them. Oh, is that what we're calling them now? <laughs> That's my word. Um, when, <laughs> so when that tweet came out and people started talking about it, it made me realize. So Cole's at a field training this weekend with ROTC, and there's females in his uh, in the in cadets in the cohort, and they're out there or in the cadre, whatever they call it. They're out there in the field doing the field training exercise, and that made me wonder. Like, they're never going to be an actual like field situation and i just thought it was that's not, that's not, they don't they don't fall under they don't have to get drafted they just get called up they i know i'm not talking could. about drafted but no they, oh, they've moved they've I thought moved they women. sending women no they oh, are okay, okay. they do okay it's it's a terrible idea yeah but, but they do. these people are going to be officers anyway but what about the next layer of this though is isn't just the obvious hypocrisy um this why why are they sending out tweets about the draft and ordering like almost three. I didn't even think about. It. I don't three, like that. Yeah. No, I almost sending out three hundred million. You're spending three hundred million dollars on radiation treatment kits that expire within eighteen months. 
I I heard that they spent th- I heard that they spent this much on radiation kits. Billion a uh, trillion seven hundred million dollar billion dollars. That's a lot. Wait, you're wait, just I'm waiting sorry. to play that. I'm word sorry. Yet. Can you can you give me that one more? I gotta. Oh, are you gonna try yeah. to do the math on this? Yeah, I'm gonna to see how many, how many quadrillions gazillions yeah. it cut yeah. out up to. Here you go. Billion a uh, trillion seven hundred million dollar billion dollars. I heard okay, a seven heard in billion, there. I heard billion trillion million billion did i hear a or, or maybe it was a trillion at the end did i hear a that's niner all... in there <laughs> that, that is a lot of zeros i think we're talking at google a gagillion uh, that, i heard they spent that much on the kits <laughs> what are these can you tell me they're they have they're anti they're to treat you if you get radiation poisoning their kits and it's and um they expire. They have a shelf life of 18 months. They've spent almost $300 million, $290 million. You know that they're not for you and me. If they're, especially when they're only shelf life of 18, 18 months, what's going on here? And we've got Joe Biden telling us that we're closer to Armageddon than we've been since the Cuban Missile Crisis. We got this, that, I can't even describe him, in Zelensky in Ukraine telling us that we need to, did you see him on the air the other day? Telling us how much money we need to send him, and that and that we also need to do a preemptive strike against Russia before they launch their nukes. What what is going on in this world? And we're just sitting here. Uh, so, when you see the mushroom cloud, don't be surprised. And they're trying to kill as many people as possible in every other way with food shortages and COVID and. You know, I know that like nuclear war though it kind of takes it from like population control to population like annihilation there there will be um it well it will not it will not wipe they, out the world's y- population it will not wipe out the world they will only attack be done. okay but they will only attack large metropolitan you know population areas it is going to be a very different world that okay. has to be re- there, re- re-put I together. I don't think they're, they're, it's still a military operation. They're not just going for a body count. They're going to shoot, they're going to shoot military installations. Right. So I, I would say that higher up on their list than Chicago would be Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. So I wouldn't necessarily say that they're going to only, they would only shoot a high population area with a nuke. They're going to shoot bases it it it's not just about i mean we see all these different ways that they're trying to thin the population but ultimately that's not it think about this they whenever there's an emergency every time they want to get an emergency they get emergency powers what does it allow them to do to take more control to more engineer the society around you know what is a bigger emergency than nuclear arms being used Mm, less participatory, more fascism. I, I, you know, there's times I just stop and, and look at myself and go, you used to think this kind of stuff was just absolute lunacy, you know, goofy conspiracy stuff. But once you see it, you just, you just realize and you look at, you see it everywhere. It's so much worse than what, what you ever realized it was. I, I want to know back on that selective service, if I'm unwilling to get the jab, do I not have to be drafted? No, they just front lines you immediately. No, they just blow dart. I was going to say, do they hold you down and stick it in your arm and then send you to boot camp? Pretty stupid to uh, 
Yeah, then inject, you die as soon as you start poison running across the, yeah. into the people that you wanted to go. They can't even go die in the fight. They're going to die before they get there. They well, having heart attacks for him. As long as they, as, unless they are going to fight within the first 28 days. Oh, I'm sorry, cardiac events. It, cardiac events. If I can see that, I don't know that they're really worried about having, if they're talking about using nuclear arms, if they're really that worried about how many soldiers they have, you know, in a normal, because... They have been so short. They have come up so short in their normal, just basic recruiting numbers that they need just to fill out all of the other, even auxiliary roles of the military. They, they, they you know, they're like 50% so behind. Our politicians, the ones that are, you know, um, way underwater, don't know what to do. They're, oh, you know, they're way in over their head. They keep pushing the alternate reality because I think that they're probably paranoid all the time. Is it not in their best interest for us to have like a really strong military? Wouldn't you think that they would want us to win too? Because I feel like if we were to lose that they, what position does that leave them in? But a strong military rises up against them. Yeah, yeah but then you're, it's kind of a, it's kind of a lose lose then. You're, so yeah. you're looking so, at, you're looking at nation, you're looking at nations. They, they, they're, global, they're not looking at yeah, nations. They're looking too. globally. Yeah. And all we are, we are like the little soldiers that you see on play, play uh, like game boards, and they just push us around into different areas of the world. That, that, it's so not, it's we're not real. Out it's a giant not game real. Of risk. Yeah, it's not real. It's just for the purpose of controlling us, and the uh, the global elite is just running the world this way by shifting different crises you know around what? the world. You have said for a very long time that we're living in an alternate reality. And right now I'm very glad for it, for the meaning that you have taught, have preached on the fact that I don't like that. This is only temporary and that I get to be in a much better. Right. That is a place for eternity. That's a great point. I've, we are told uh, in Luke that we should not look at, the things that we can see with our eyes, but look at what we can't see with our eyes. He's talking about this world, this physical world as we know it, and all these things we're discussing is a virtual reality. The reality and the eternal is the spiritual realm, and that's where we are to focus. So yes, in the midst of all this, please be aware that while all this is what we're saying is true, and it may come to pass, and it could, but that's not real. In God's perspective, while these guys, their perspective is this global God's perspective is is eternal, spiritual, universal, and that's where we need to have our focus, and that's where we need to make sure that we are operating and where we have our eternity, not in this physical world. Can we make fun of John Fetterman? Can I say sure. that if this man gets elected— Well, okay, actually, here, I'm going to back up. I shouldn't make fun of him because the poor man, I mean, he— He's sick. He's not okay. He had a stroke. He was a horrible person before. He, he was had a garbage human okay, being before. He chased right, a black are... man with a shotgun. Fair, he fair. like uh, and, and not only that, he like vandalized a black owned thing and then said that was just me calling him out. That was if he me. was a good person <laughs> after he had the stroke, he would say, you know he what, I can't do that. this. Exactly. This is correct. Okay, but if this man gets elected, Joe Biden will no longer be the most unfit for office person in the American government. See, Play this clip from the MSNBC reporter that sat down with him. 
we had a monitor set up so that he could read my questions because he still has lingering auditory processing issues as a result of the stroke, which means he has a hard time understanding what he's hearing. Now, once he reads the question, he's able to understand. You'll hear he also still has some uh, problems, some challenges with speech. And I'll say, Katie, that just in some of the small talk prior to uh, the interview before the closed captioning was up and running, it did seem that uh, he had a hard time understanding our, our conversations. While that is very troubling, and I've heard a lot of people making the point that you're making, I disagree. I still think Joe Biden is more cognitively compromised than John Fetterman. I agree. That's sad. It is sad, but I, I, yeah. And I always have to distinguish, are we talking about John Fetterman or are we talking about the second John Fetterman growing on the back of his neck? <laughs> that's, it, that's name is Sid. Sid Fetterman. That has a name? Uh, yeah, they named it on the, the first time they talked about potentially naming oh. that thing on uh, uh, Pat? Pat Gray. Yeah. Someone threw out the name Sid. That's funny. And then it's like in the next episode, they forgot. I've always stuck with Sid, though. Mm. Okay, also, let's just... Let's just play a couple Fetterman <laughs> clips real quick that I may, may or may not have saved. And first, I just wanted to check in and see how how you're feeling and how you're doing. I'm doing fa- I'm doing fantastic, and and uh, it's not about uh, kicking balls uh, in the authority or anything. I here's another. Here's I'm another. One. He meant kicking authority so in balls. Because there's so much here in this race, and that's why we're staying in this. And that's why we think and we know that it's so much critical that we need somebody that can actually lives in Pennsylvania. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of we need someone that that can actually lives in Pennsylvania. Okay. Please tell me you have the Eagles. Yes. I did not, but I can have it. Oh, dang it. I like when he corrects himself, though. It's great. Yeah, the funniest part of that is when he goes, No, 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 no. Nope, nope. I don't know why, but that sounds so bad. I'm trying to play it out of Twitter. <laughs> but he just goes, the Eagles are better than the Eagles. And then he goes, no. no. He realizes, no. like, no. no. I heard one the other Somebody... day where he just dropped off, like, the last half of the word. He was talking. It, it was, was like... a Biden. It was something. Yeah. Somebody's name. Oh, yeah. No, he said something about Biden, but he called him Joe. Joe. Joe Bai. Joe Bin. Oh, yeah. Joe Bin. It was like Joe Bin. Joe Bin. Joe Bin. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a new character on Star Wars. Okay, but did you hear the? So talking about flubs, did you hear the lady in a debate that said, "And I will never stop standing up for big pharma and standing against my constituents." Yes, I tweeted it. <laughs> I tweeted it. Of course. <laughs> did you really? Oh, they've got to. Um, Twitter and her opponents just like uh I'm just waiting for Twitter to shut I mean I have nobody following me but every right wing thing that comes out against anti-vax you know uh I I just retweet I just retweet the most conservative stuff I got I got I got that one for you I will never stop standing up for big pharma and Thank standing you. against my constituents Thank you <laughs> I will <laughs> So it stupid. may have not been a mistake. 
she says it very confidently. I know. I love, I love how the guy that she's that she's debating <laughs> his like face. He's like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> I want to hear what his response. No, that's was. when you do a Brian Regan. I yield the remainder of I my time. I yield the remainder of my time. My opponent. <laughs> in the in 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 all fairness. Just go ahead and talk. <laughs> so did you guys see this uh where the Michigan educated Jalen Rose does not know that New England is not a state? Is that surprising? And he finished I mean, the, Celebrity Jeopardy with negative money. Okay, it would be a bigger story if he finished Jeopardy with money. <laughs> I'm not surprised by that at all. I mean, look at all these man-on-the-street things. I don't hold him in any higher esteem <laughs> than I do those dumb dumbs that are getting interviewed on the street. Michigan so, actually has no, a reputation as being very strong academically. Yeah, yeah. Not, in, not with their athletes. Yeah, well, that's obvious. Hey, I speaking of college and athletics... Speaking of colleges and athletics, so we, I don't actually think we talked about it on the podcast, but we talked about it personally when you saw that. So Liberty University, my online alma mater, they prob- we pro- <laughs> probably one of the only people that follows Liberty football. They have a good football Liberty team. Sports. They have a pretty actually, good yeah. team now. And basketball. Considering they basketball that they team. haven't been they around, pour very, a ton they haven't of been money. competing very yeah. long. They pour a ton of money in those programs. So Liberty... They were scheduled to play at the University of Massachusetts, UMass, and UMass has actually, I think they're rated as like the most LGBTQ friendly university or one of the friendliest campuses. So every year their football team has a pride day and they totally purposely scheduled it on the day that Liberty was coming to town, um, calling them, you know, hateful and all this stuff and we're like trying to troll them. Well, wonderful news. Liberty came in there on pride day and stomped them. 42 to 24 and i tried to find some actual like pictures and numbers on the attendance but i didn't find it like a they didn't say anything specifically i'm guessing because i don't think that pride day had a great turnout because i saw a yeah. lot of tweets here's that were thing. like here's it the reason empty. why it's they not also, that they it was didn't also show high school up for pride day. day it's not they that they didn't show up for football. pride day it's just that all the people who care about pride aren't going to that football game oh you are correct that is true and oh, the marching band, though, was out there with rainbow flags. But it was also their high school band day. So at halftime, they had, like, a massive amount of all these, like, high school bands. And so people were saying, like, the stands look empty. And, like, how many of those people in the stands were just parents of those high school band members that had to be there? And, like, yeah. I would like if, like, the UMass football team came out and said, we're not a part of this. Yeah, it could be Pride Day for you. It's not for yeah. us. This is a football game. Go away. That would be great, but I wouldn't hold my breath on it. Um, no, you'll die. I have one more college football thing that was pretty ridiculous. I was scrolling scores last week, and I saw that Navy, at the time, they had like 40-something points. And I was like, oh, my gosh, how does Navy score that much? And I said, Cole, how many of those do you think are passing touchdowns and you know all this stuff? So the final score, it's the most Navy win ever. The final score was 53-21, to 21, and they only had seven passing attempts and two completions. So they were two for seven on passing with 35 total passing yards and one passing touchdown. And 26 of those yards 
the 26-yard touchdown was thrown by a running back. <laughs> Meanwhile, they had 400, <laughs> 455 total rushing yards and five rushing touchdowns. I've often wondered why anybody goes to one of the military academies, maybe Air Force, but as a receiver. Oh, what you're, a horrible you do nothing. job. You're, you're, a really, you're a really good blocking receiver. Yeah, I was going to say. I'm a blocking receiver. That's I would, my, where I fit in the game. Can plan. I play my full, like, I have a bunch of fullbacks and split them out. Yeah, they, they, they have two plays. They have two plays at Navy. Sailor sweep left, sailor sweep right. That's, those are their plays. And you know, if you're the running, if you're the quarterback, you have a limited, healthy time because you're going to be running the ball all the time, and you're going to get injured. Oh yeah, on most of those um, like run options, when at all possible, I'm handing the ball to the running back. Yeah. I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want to keep this ball. I see there's three <laughs> guys standing in front of him. I pitch him the ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so- that's funny. Did you guys have you guys heard that Brady and Giselle have like hired divorce lawyers? Yeah. So what I did not know was I watched Brett Cooper's video on this topic, and I had never heard this. You had clip never before. heard the accusation that no. Giselle is a witch. No, and but have you heard why that? Um, there's this weird like I must done some kind of pregame thing, and it was promo for Gillette Stadium because like Brady's like in a chair like getting a shave by some you know like a barber person and he he tells this crazy like details of Giselle like telling him like setting up a shrine for him on game days and giving him crystals and saying like this is going to be your year and then all stuff and at the end he says um he actually says that she told him you're lucky you're married to a witch at least I'm a good witch and it's bizarre he has said that I have heard those interviews yeah Uh, it's it's been a pretty well-known thing for maybe at least the last five years that people have said that Giselle is a witch, practices witchcraft, and that's why Tom Brady has continued to be so successful. Super weird. Yeah, now they said if they get divorced, like his career is really going to be over now. Yeah, because now she's cursing him. Yeah, it couldn't possibly be the fact that he's, you know, 45 years old. No. I, I she can't. gives him arthritis by poking his voodoo doll in the elbow. <laughs> <laughs> Castle would be interested about this. Uh, one of our local United Methodist churches here in Van Wert has oh, yeah. their their membership has voted to leave the denomination. Snaps for them. And Is it I, Kingsley? I and I hear that no uh, Trinity. Really? Yeah. Um, and I I hear that there are others having the same conversation. Um, and one of the things it just they've had issues issues for a while um back in the i don't know maybe early mid 80s somewhere maybe asbury theological seminary in kentucky is their main seminary and they had taken the doctrinal position that the bible is not the inspired inerrant word of god and then they you know time goes by and they followed suit with the presbyterians and episcopalians and things like that ordaining uh homosexual ministers and stuff um, but recently I saw where this um, Miss Penny Cost, yes, you know, yeah. did, the, name. did, yep. did the drag show. And this person is uh, someone who is, is in ministry in the United Methodist Church and did this and does this at United Methodist Churches. And I guess they just said, you know, we're, this is just enough. We're not doing this. 
So um, I was very, I, I don't know what, I, my understanding is they're just going to become independent. Um, and uh, the local, the pastor who I've, I've met several times, my aunt and uncle attend the, the church, um, was that he said that if they voted to remain, he would stay for a year and then he, he would leave. Um, and that was, I interpreted that to mean that he would stay and help them transition, uh, getting a new pastor and all that kind of stuff. He, but he wasn't staying long term if they wanted to stay with the United Methodist Church. Right. But if he they, said, but if they, if they separated this. from the United Methodist Church, then he would remain as pastor. That's the way I understood his comments. So um, it's, I'm glad to hear that there's churches doing this. Um, there's a lot of bad Christianity out there, so to speak, bad churches and bad men. But th- but there are there are people who are standing up and, and saying no, we're n- we're not going down this road. I got up today and and was around the house for a while and didn't hear any noise, and because um, and oh, Dad thought I that saw Courtney I got s- kidnapped. Well, I saw <laughs> I didn't figure that she did, but it was kind of strange. I, I earlier when I got up, I went and I looked. The, her car was in the garage, but I didn't ever hear anybody downstairs, the kids or anything. And time went by, and you know, I had my breakfast and and all that kind of stuff, and I still didn't hear anything. And so when I got ready to leave, I went downstairs, and there was nobody there. And but her purse was there, and the diaper bag was there, the car was there, and I'm like, oh my god, you know what? I don't think they've been kidnapped. But so Dad called me. Dad calls me and says. Do you know where Courtney and the girls are? I mean, I, I would be like, concerned. I was like, well, I think that someone picked them up and maybe they went to Apple Festival. And he's like, because her car is here and her purse is here and the diaper bag is here. And I was like, yeah, it's fine. Probably Courtney's mom just came in the van and picked them up. She probably took the small backpack diaper bag and put her wallet in it. And it's it's not a big deal. And so Courtney, after I talked to dad, no more than five minutes later, Courtney called me. And she's like, do you want to hear something funny? And I said, is it that my dad thinks that you were kidnapped? And she just starts laughing and says, yes. And I was like, I already know. He well, called I'm, me you know, first. I'm sorry for caring. You can see where she is. I did. I know, I, but you I, can also. Look, I looked oh. at it, and they went to the Apple Festival at the fairgrounds. But it didn't show her at the fairgrounds. It showed her across the road at the Shell Station. And I thought, well, you know, maybe the kidnapper needs to get gas to get away i, I don't know <laughs> i mean i didn't figure she was kidnapped hey. but i thought i should check yeah i think it's fair to yeah, check that's one of those excuse me for are. caring yeah. kind of moments <laughs> well uh, i'm so, really glad that courtney and the girls did not get kidnapped no they were not kidnapped and they also ate apples i don't know <laughs>